Hey everyone, Dad's Gaming Corner here. Uh, this is Michael, your host, and we had a great show uh, just this past week with Sam Carlson, and we got into a really cool topic talking about gaming with kids and what it looks like today versus you know when we were growing up as kids, and it's a conversation we wanted to continue, and so we're going to do that right now, and this will be like a midweek show, and so foregoing everything else that we'd normally do at the beginning at the top of the show. Um, and so Sam, again, thank you. Absolutely. On here. Glad to be back. Um, man, it's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long. Um, we got into a, I, I felt like it was a, we got really in a good conversation about good stuff, this. Yeah. And then we just, we ran out of time. And so um, going back and talking about gaming with kids, um, if you haven't listened to the first part of, of this, well, if you listened to the previous episode, go listen to the previous episode and, and you'll hear what we talked about. And uh, this is going to be simply basically like a part two, two, a part two to that. And we were just talking about how gaming is different from the 90s versus now. Some of the thinking that was going on back then uh, when my parents were raising us as kids that gamed versus how we're raising our kids that game. Um, some of the decisions that we're making that are different, some that are the same. Um, but ultimately, what does it come down to? We talked a lot about how content rating makes a difference. Um, the actual content in the game makes the difference. Um, but ultimately, one of the, the greatest factors, in my opinion, the, the, the biggest factor that makes a difference when it comes to gaming and the difference between reality and what's real and what's allowed and all that comes to a, you, know, you as a parent being involved with your kid in their life. Yeah. Uh, rather it be a game, a movie they're watching, a TV series, uh, a book that they're reading, whatever it might be. Um, the more involved that you are, the more hands-on you can be in shaping and molding your kid rather than the media and everything else. And so, anyway, so uh, again, thank you for on for doing all this. Jaden, thank yep, you for yep. being the kid that's kind of like in the middle of all of this. And <laughs> I, I got to say, Jaden, I really appreciate that you have not fallen asleep. What? Because there's been times where you've you struggled, and yeah. you might be struggling now, but you're, you're you know what your son left you are hanging a, in there. your son left a review on iTunes about him sleeping. He did. He <laughs> golly, it, yeah. Well, I mean, you fell asleep on the show. I know it was it was even later than this show. It was like eleven thirty oh when we were doing that show. But um, I I fell asleep for a couple minutes earlier today, so I had a little little. And you brought us shakes, so that helped too. I did. But you I did, did bring the shakes. Okay. Um, all right, so let's go back into this topic about gaming with kids and how we're looking at it. And then um, let's go a little bit deeper now and talk about some of the, our own, um, what are some of the things as, as you know, that are tr I hold sacred, things that are true to me, true to you, Sam, you and your wife, as far as um, it's not always just a PG-13. Sure, you can go to the movies or not all PG movies are acceptable to your family. Right. Not all PG-13. Not all... Not even PG. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. For some Not things. all T, you know, for teen games are acceptable for my teenager. Uh, I am enjoying the fact that I go to see more movies with him now that he's getting older. Um, Tenet was a little rough. We talked about that and th they didn't show a lot of blood or no, anything. No, they just, there were scenes like that were just hard right i feel like the fact yeah. that they didn't show the blood and stuff right in a way made it worse mm -hmm. because they would show you everything leading up to all the blood mm -hmm. so then it left you to picture all the blood and imagine how it ended so how did you feel about the dark knight you know the, the three christian bell films okay. how did you feel about the dark knight the best um, um yeah um what do you mean as far as the, the darkness or the, the hardcore of that film. Um, How, what, what's your okay. opinion on that? Because we've, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, and yeah. you've heard me talk about, you know, 
How did you feel about that? Um, first of all, I thought it was really good. For me, something I really enjoy about a game or a movie is if you if it if it really makes you feel that mm-hmm. if they really um, convey that uh, that tone and that message of just the the how dark the situation is and uh, in the Dark Knight and in the third Batman. Uh, what's it called? What's the third one called? The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Rises. So oh, cool. Right, right. That's epic. Um, that one also just had a really uh, just a dark tone on it with Bane taking over Gotham and just everyone corrupt and just crazy stuff going on. Um, and I really felt that from both movies, um, which I really enjoy in a movie and in a game if it really makes you feel that, you know? So I enjoyed it. Um how did it make you feel overall, though? Did it make you feel depressed? Did it make you feel dark um, or sad? Or, I mean, you just now recently saw it. It's PG-13. You you saw it a few months ago, so I guess right, right before you turned 15. No, it wasn't. And I feel like... See, <laughs> I'm remembering different parts of the movie. No, it didn't. And I feel like part of that is because it's superheroes and you know, you know, okay, I just, something just popped in my head that really, okay, so if we're, so right quick, I'm gonna make a comparison. If we're talking about Tenet and we're talking about Batman the Dark Knight, for me at least, Tenet's gonna have more of an impact because it's a brand new story. I would never heard of anything about it, never heard of these characters. Oh, that's a good point. Batman, I've been raised on all these, you know, Justice League animated shows, all the, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I've no, been kind of, um, I guess, conditioned to superheroes and just in my head, they're just these, you know, these cartoony figures. So even in the the dark moments in the Dark Knight and things like that, it's still Batman and the Joker. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the Tenant, in the Tenant movie, I, I just saw these dudes with guns just walking around. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like, in that aspect of the Dark Knight, um, because of that, I feel like it didn't it didn't have as big as an impact as no that makes Tenet. sense that makes sense, and I think that kind of that that's a great segue to bridge us back over to the games as far as uh, the different types of games they could have two games side by side exact same rating but one of them inherently has a and I'm not talking about a spiritual you know darkness or demonic or anything like that one game can inherently just feel heavier heavy yeah, yeah. heavy. Um, it can leave a bad taste in your mouth, um, and especially an impressionable child. It can you know, that can really do something right. for them. Um, J- you know, uh, Caleb's my next one coming up in age. Jaden's fifteen, and then Caleb's nine, and Micah's five. Caleb's not going to watch the Dark Knight trilogy um, until he's at least you know right. thirteen, fourteen years old. I mean, even though it is superheroes, um, it's just, still he right. won't. He's not. He's not going right. to see that. And so it's we've been very careful with all of you kids and what you watch and you know what you play and everything else. And so. Um, but yeah, so Sam, uh, now that we're going to t- this deeper level on that, I want to hear what, some thoughts you have, but the game yeah. I talked about last week's episode or the first part of this what was old man's journey. And that's the game right there. It's rated E for everyone. And this game made me cry. <laughs> it's like a great a story. To, sort of way. Sto- sad. Sto- oh, sad storytelling. Just, it's, a, it's an incredible story and it made me sad. I don't, I don't do sad alone. Bittersweet, maybe, but not sad alone. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a sweet, the very end, it's sweet, but it's like sad, 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 and then it's a, oh, sweet, sad, and then it's over. 
Anyway, well, uh, go ahead. So, so kind of what I'm thinking to piggyback off you, Jane, a little bit. Um, when it comes to content and, you know, as a parent and when I look at a movie, when I look at a, a show, when I look at a, a video game, um, I think that when I was younger, maybe teenager, young adult without kids, uh, when I would, you know, maybe review a content for a movie I wanted to go see, I would kind of look at the the big, the big dangerous categories. Um, mm, that's a good point. You know, for me growing up, you know, language was a big one with my parents. So, well, I don't worry about that now, you know, but, but now, now with kids, it can, I'm, I, I think about that again, but that's language is one of the big ones. Um, I mean, sexual content is a big one and then violence is a big one. And then you can, you know, some little more subplots, you know, scary kind of themes and things like that. But you typically, I look at, look for those big things first, but something that is kind of been, I've been coming more aware of because I'm a parent, right? Because I, I see what my kids can handle and what they can't handle is the little bit more of the, the nebulous, um, ideas of uh, and it's and and specifically in regards to these these heavy themes these dark themes that we're talking about um you know can my kids handle this can their emotions handle this and and you know these the ratings that you know it talks about adult content you know when you see a show it's because these these ideas they're they're very they, some of them are very grown up they're very right you know hard to understand you know and so and it's it really is kind of it's it's really fascinating to me when you have two movies you know or or stories games side by side both can be full of violence. Let's take Call of Duty and Fortnite. Both of them are you know first person shooters. You're you're fighting um, just as much gunfire and dying and killing people and the truly the same. sniping someone all that stuff. Uh, it's it's all there, but yet you know, Call of Duty, I look at that for my kids and I see that as a rated M for mature game. And it's because the story in it and it's much more, you know, the, the emotions they, you know, of, of, of what you're doing, you're, you're, and I haven't actually played it, but I've, I'm familiar with the franchise and things like that. So, um, more just speaking on a principle, whereas Fortnite, it's like everything about it is upbeat, the right. art, the, um, you know, maybe not humorous, but just very lighthearted. It's almost like they're shooting Nerf guns. Right. And when you die, like, you just kind of teleport away. You don't actually, like, die. Right. And so right. Th- for, for a child, they're not picking up on these themes. Um, whereas for, you know, something like Call of Duty or some other games, I would be, I wouldn't let my Eli, who's seven, I let him play Fortnite, but I wouldn't let him play that because that's, it's just, it's in a, a whole different, category no you're exactly right i was thinking when you were talking about that i was thinking about the franchise uh hitman and i don't remember when the first the first hitman came out um gosh i need to look it up um i was a i think i was an older teenager when the first hitman came out i don't think i think i was still you know upper teenage 17 18 something like that uh, and i remember the first game came out and it wasn't real graphical but it was still i mean um the the this the, the the presence of the game was very, um, I can't think of the word right now, but it was, it was, it was, it was loud silence. It was loud silence as you are, you know, trying to figure out how you're walking, you're an assassin, how you're going to walk in and, and kill this one individual might be with a, a wire or Mm -hmm. it might be, and it was a, it was a deafening silence at times when you're going in and, 
you're in the zone of, you know, trying to figure it out and everything else. It's a franchise that I still personally enjoy. I haven't played a Hitman game, I don't know how long, but I like stealth, puzzle solving, quiet, whatever. Um, uh, uh, Tom Clancy's uh, games, there are several of those uh, older ones that I've played that, again, I like this, the, the really, um, the stealth aspect of things like that. But I enjoy it because of what I, of what I just said. I enjoy that stealth. I enjoy that. How am I going to get from here to there to that point to be able to take out my target? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I enjoy. Um, I would not let <laughs> Caleb, you know, forget Micah. I would not let Caleb in a, you know anywhere around that until he saw whatever else. And even for Jaden, it would be one of those games to where I'm like, okay, how real is this? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of voice actors, and I was thinking of Mark Hamill. We talked about the uh, Joker documentary a couple of weeks ago, uh, two, three weeks ago. Uh, if you, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's a great documentary that came out. Um, it's really on, good. It's, yeah, it's really good. It's a Apple, I think it's an Apple TV exclusive um, that, that came out. But they have all these different voice actors that came in who've played the vo- or, I'm sorry, voice actors and like actual actors, Jack Nicholson and everything else. And they all talked about Heath Ledger and all the different people who've played the Joker. And Mark Hamill's probably had the longest run as the Joker um, through the Batman animated uh-huh. series and a few of the movies. And he made a quote in there oh, about yeah. how, and I can't remember exactly what it is. We can go back and listen to it. But uh, he makes this quote about how there is there was a persona or a mindset that he could go to as the Joker that he enjoyed, that but he could never do that in real life. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like just, you know, made my, just gave me a yeah. chill, you know, <laughs> just thinking about that because in the documentary, they do a really good job of talking about how um, dark and insane and just, um, a, you know, a, a mad dog on a leash watching the world burn for no other reason than to watch it burn. And then you, then you hear Mark's, Mark Hamill's comment <laughs> that he makes about, you know, when he steps into the shoes of the Joker. And that's one of the things I wonder about, you know, games, regardless if it's a, you know, E10 and up, or if it's a mature game, um, a well-written game or movie or book can draw you into that world really fast. Yeah, um, There are books that we haven't let our kids read because they quickly draw you in, and it's almost like, if you're going to get sucked in, how am I going to pull you back out? And I don't want you to get pulled into something that's going to start messing with your psyche and it's going to start messing with how, how you feel in your heart. Like you mentioned with Tenet, you know, really... Mm-hmm. dark i was like i want to see you know i both said we want to see that again but at our own home right you know with the lights on you know may, maybe down the road a little bit so can we we'll talk, we'll talk about bit. that can we, can we i was gonna say can we talk to that a little bit what is it that separates some that that separates these two the more light-hearted versus the darker i think about letting my kids you know um we started watching star wars with eli uh he's turned seven recently we watched episode one and two um what is it? What is it about? Because there's still there's plenty of violence, fighting, war, things like the explosions, all this right. in in the Star Wars movies. But it's it's lighthearted comparably. I want to hear this. Right. I want to hear the answer from Jaden because uh, you were not allowed to watch um, scenes. Oh yeah, I you re- were not allowed to watch scenes. <laughs> I remember from having episode, to close my eyes. Yep. Episode three, there were scenes you were not allowed Every to watch. Time, it was so annoying. And then the ending, you were not allowed to watch. Uh-huh. And then. I, it seems like there was one other Star Wars uh, movie uh, that, that there were parts, but 
Episode three specifically. Yeah. Uh, and it was the scene where Anakin first is like really turning bad and he goes and he's, there's a two part scene. The first scene is he goes to the Jedi Academy and he sees all the young Padawans mm-hmm. there and they're like, are you here to save us, Master Anakin? Yeah. Whatever. And you know what he's about to do. He's not allowed to watch that. And then the scene where they see it back on the on the videotape or the videotape, the holograph recorder, yeah, whatever yeah, else. Yeah. And you see him, everything else, wiping them out. Yeah. Um, and Jaden wasn't allowed to watch that for how long? I mean, I, mean, I honestly don't probably, even know. It probably hasn't been that long. I mean, it's probably been longer than that. But, I mean, you were at least 12 or 13 before we let you watch that. Yeah. And then, I mean, that was the first, Revenge was, of the Sith was the first PG-13 to give to a Star Wars because true, true. of those heavier elements. But what did you, my question, Jay, for you is, what did you, like, when you first saw those films, or the first time you saw episode three, do you remember it being darker, or uh, did it feel scary, or did it feel just heavy? Um, <laughs> I remember specifically about episode three, what really spooked me the most was um, the Emperor. How like disgusting his face looks! It just it just stuck in my head. You know, how there's like that. There's like an image from a movie yep. that you just can't get out of your head. For me, yeah. that was the emperor's face. Was it because he was ugly, or, or did it actually scare you? Um, it was just something about it, right? He I just had that a- that that evil <laughs> like just. I don't know. It was weird, man. I don't know. I think that's a great example of why it's important to know. Your kid. Absolutely. Because we're looking at these more traditional heavy ideas, Anakin with the children, burning in the lava, and those are more generally, that's heavy to everybody. But to to one kid, something you would never think, it just jumps out. And so it also speaks to keeping open communication with your kids. Absolutely. So that they can come to you and say, hey, you know, this is really bothering me. Yeah. And, you know, upholding that respecting that even though you know we may not think that well that's you know that's interesting why would that bother you right but but understand that everybody's different right so. right. right no we, we we you know you mentioned um language you know uh sexuality um violence you know three big p- things that y'all look at as far as content when allowing your kids to watch not watch and i remember uh for Jaden, um i mean it, it was even the Marvel films that are the cleanest of the Marvel Marvel films, you know, the Captain um, America ones. Yeah, <laughs> still being rated PG thirteen, he wasn't allowed to watch most of those until he was like, you know, twelve. Yeah. Um, and then even wasn't until like last year, <laughs> fourteen, that he's allowed to watch some of the other ones. Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I mean, and and some a lot of those were Melissa's call, you know, mom's call yeah. because she's she's more. Um, I'll, I'll just say she's more sensitive to that, and um, maybe I am a little more carefree on some of it. Um, but some of those movies are my call, like Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, yeah, yeah. a lot when of language in that one. Through, we didn't do the Iron Man. Uh, Jaden, Jaden, I haven't even seen. Jayden, we've been talking about watching Iron Jayden, Man two forever. Jayden, I, so, so Jaden didn't watch any of the Iron Mans um, until a few years ago, and he saw the first it one. It wasn't even a few years ago. It was like last year. Yeah. No, I'm fine with him watching two and three now. It was, but re- it's gonna be one of those things to where I mean, and it's ridiculous because that was like the first one to come out right. from the MCU. But <laughs> the thing is, here's here's the thing though. Here's the thing. My kids know. I mean, I've I've told them enough times. They know what they what to watch, what not to watch. And if there's going to be, and the thing about the Iron Man films, everybody knows is that I mean, you know, Tony Stark. 
Um, he's a womanizer. He's a playboy, yeah. Hands down. Um, and the sanctity of marriage is huge in our household and honoring your husband and honoring your wife and not looking at another man or another woman. And so my kids know, hey, if there's something on the screen, you better be looking the other way or whatever else or cover your eyes or, or even when they're younger, close your eyes, you know, just a commercial or whatever else. Yeah. Commercial way back in the day. So for Iron Man, <laughs> the first time um, Jaden did watch it, uh, Micah wasn't with us, but Caleb, we did let Caleb watch it as well. But there were times where... Oh, okay, my gosh. That's there were what times, made me even more There mad. were times... Well, hold on. Before you go there, 14. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh and Micah God. and Caleb's watching it at, like, you know, 10 or something. Yeah. But here was the thing. It was that um, there were times where I was like, close your eyes. But there were other times where I was like, I'm just going to skip through this part of the movie yeah. right here. Um, Jaden and I are watching, uh, going through the office right now. And there are certain comments that they'll make or certain scenes. And I'm like, that is not okay. That, it's, it's mainly just Packer, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah the, the bane of the show. Yeah. But um, but no, but what I was, I was saying is there's things like that where you know these are the morals that we uphold in our own house mm-hmm. because I want him to have a successful marriage one day, and I don't yeah. want I want to make sure he stays away. All my boys, I have three, three boys and one daughter, and I have three boys that I'm raising, and I want them to have good morals to be a good man for a good woman one day down the road. Right. And so as far as language and as far as the sensuality that are in films and tv shows and everything else i don't want them looking at this now saying this is okay to watch absolutely not um, that's why we have a very open policy with all of their devices Jaden knows at any time we can say hand me your phone and he knows that we're going to go through photos text messages whatever yeah. um, and just just not be, to be snoopy parents and i know there's a whole movement out there about kids and their rights and my my Simple belief is simply just this. If you're under my roof, you have no rights. And that's just how it is. <laughs> I mean. That, that's how it is. Wow. <laughs> if, you, if you want me to continue to buy you good things and everything else. <laughs> no, my, my kids, they have their own. We give them their, 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 their type of privacy. I'm not sure what that looks like. But they know that we do what we do because we want them to be the very best that they can possibly be. Right. But going back. A little bit on the lighter side, one of the things I was thinking about when you talked about Emperor Palpatine was that I grew up on Adventures in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I mean, so did I. Bible stories, yeah. So did you. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is there's there's an episode early on in the series of of Odyssey. You know, growing up listening to it on KCBI, um, having the cassette tapes where uh, I don't remember the story now, but I think George Whitaker and someone else got ran up a tree by a bear, um, and that gave me. Like I, I was scared to go to sleep for weeks mm. because I'm laying down uh, on the, I would, I was sleeping on the floor in our bedroom. Um, and I was thinking any minute a door could open and a bear could come out. And so it goes back <laughs> to what we were talking about earlier. You have to know your child yeah. right. and what scares them. And if we're not careful as adults, what we tend to do is, and eh, that doesn't bother me. They're fine watching it. Well, it's not about what bothers us right, right now or what we can handle. You said it earlier, Language isn't as much of a factor. I mean, it's still a factor, but it's not as much of a factor for you if you're watching a film, but for your kids, totally different story. Um, if I'm watching something on TV and something goes on there, okay, I'm going to turn my head. If my kids are there, I don't want to risk them turning their heads. Um, an example of that would be um, Supergirl. Supergirl was the last DC live-action show that they were showing on television that we were like, uh, okay, yes, Finally, yes, they're not. And then they start bringing in elements that we just don't hold as values here as a family. And we're like, nope, we got to cut the show off. Um, And so it really comes to knowing, you know, you have to know what you believe as your own family. What are your core beliefs and what are you trying to raise? 
Um, and then knowing your child and themselves. Jay, what were you going to say? I told my story about this scary bear oh, that was on the radio. I was just going <laughs> to say. I have my own scary. Yeah, I was just going to say. Too. I remember when um, I was little and I shared a room with Caleb and we had the bunk beds. And <laughs> it wasn't like a big thing or anything. But I would just be laying there and I'd be like, you know, if a bear came in here and wanted to eat one of us. Wait, you said this to Caleb? No, no, no. I, was th- I just think it to myself. Okay. I would No, Caleb was like. A toddler at the time, though. No. So this is like when you're around like seven, eight, I, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're in middle of the Um, Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we were in the bunk beds. I was like, you know, if a bear just broke in here, Caleb's on the bottom bunk. It'd get Caleb first. That's what I would think to myself. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, then I'm fine. That's how I would Because the bear would be full. But why were you thinking about a bear? Did you see something? Um, No, it's just a uh, bear first first thing that popped in my head. Um, that It just made me think that when you said bear. So that so when you thought this were were you like, was it kind of just a more of a, a funny thought? No, yeah. I hear a sigh of but relief. Were you no. like, <laughs> were you like genuinely like um, this was real to you no, in the moment? Like your no, imagination no, no, no. is is no, no. <laughs> you're there. I hear no. a sigh of relief of like it was Caleb, but not me. No, it was never a real thing. It was just more of like a thought, like a funny, you know. But I mean, if it were to happen. Like you said, it was a sigh of relief. If it got Caleb, there's nothing I could do. It had Caleb, but it would give me a second to run out, you know? I mean, I don't know about that. You guys got a whole bin full of weapons in there. I mean... <laughs> Little plastic swords? I mean, you guys are... You got an armory in there. <laughs> you know, we've commented on this several times on the show already, both tonight and then on uh, the, the first half of the show. But um, spending time with your kids doing what they're doing is so um, necessary. Um we watch shows together, but playing games together, you know, if, if you're going to be a, a gaming household and, you know, all my kids, every, we are a family of six and we have seven switches. Um, we play, <laughs> we play video games, <laughs> we play video games. Um, and it's one of those things to where it's, if I just gave Micah at five, a switch and just loaded up with whatever games on there, um, and never interact with what he was playing with, well, that's bad on me. Mm-hmm. That's not bad on him. If, if he's getting scared by a game, like you said, it was just Emperor Palpatine's face that scared you. If if I'm not watching it with you and just saying, I ah, just go play, do your own thing. And, and I think that's one of the, I think that's a bigger issue that we're facing in our generation, Sam, you know, where we're raising kids than um, just the matter versus how bad are the games or how bad are the is the is the um, violence or language or whatever else. That's 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 neither here nor there. I, I mean, honestly, that's neither here nor there. How how if it's an M-rated game, what matters is what are we allowing to our families? Mm-hmm. Because again, I can right. point to other families where their kids are dealing you know with nightmares and fear and everything else. Why are you letting them watch, you know, the stuff that's just ingraining right. fear into them? Yeah. Um, you want to know why your kid's talking the way your kid's talking. You know, Alicia, um, she doesn't live at home anymore. She lives in a group home, and um, she's picked up some bad habits. She's picked up a few words. She's picked up a couple things that she comes home, we're like, excuse, we do not say that around here, <laughs> you know. Um, she, But she's no longer in our sphere of influence, you know. She's, right. for all intents and there, purposes, she's an adult now living yeah. on her own. Right. Um, you mentioned, you know, it's important to, um, you know, play those games with your kids and watch those movies with your kids and interact with your kids to make sure what they're playing and doing is safe for them and good for them. 
I think it's also really important, though, you just mentioned, you know, she's not in our environment more. She's in a different environment. So she, you know, what, whatever you, like you said earlier, whatever you put into yourself, that's what's going to show. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also really important to make sure you're interacting with your kids in those games and movies to uh, further show them that it's a game. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like um, as a kid, especially when I was, not really anymore, but when I was younger, I know there would be a game or a movie or a show that would scare me. But it was really fun to watch or really fun to play. And because it was fun, I would keep watching it. Like right? Layers of Fear. Right. <laughs> that No, no, that, that one's different. But like that example, um, I just remember, you know, <laughs> right shows that I would watch that were really like it was terrible. You know, I would just be laying in bed, just scared to death of that stuff. But it was so much fun the next day to watch it again. So <laughs> no, I, would, I feel bad. Like, what was he watching? <laughs> I'm curious now. So, what are we talking about? <laughs> so I would continue to watch it. Um, it's Toy Story 2. Right. That's what it was. <laughs> right. Um, but I think so. I know I did that a lot as a kid. So I'm sure, you know, lots of other, you know, young, you know, younger kids, because when you're a kid, you're not going to, you don't want to come out and say, oh, this scares me. You know, that's, that's not cool when you're a kid, you know, that's what, that's what babies do. Yeah. So you don't want to come out and say, oh, this scares me, especially when it's fun at the same time, you know, so you're going to keep doing it even though it's scary. But I think it's because of that, I think it's important for, you know, the parents to be involved with their kids in the games and stuff. Because if your kid is playing Call of Duty all the time, and like you said, it's just like Fortnite because they're both shooters, but it's heavier because of the story and the language and stuff. If you're playing Fortnite all the time, or if you're playing Call of Duty all the time as a, you know, 11, 12, whatever, if you're playing that all the time, you're going to, and you're by yourself in your room just playing it, you come home from school every day and that's just what you do, you're going to, it's going to, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm signing like those it's 90s gonna, radios. It's gonna, <laughs> it's, it, it shapes to a certain extent right. in different ways. It shapes your thinking. It shapes especially how you perceive things. Right, so, yeah. especially if you're there by yourself. It really makes it that wor- your world, right? It does. If you come home every day and that's just what you do every day, that's your world. As opposed to your parent playing it with you, it reminds you, oh, my mom's here playing with me. This is a game. This isn't me actually shooting people. This is a game that me and my mom are playing together. You well, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. This got me thinking on when you started that uh, that train of thought. It got me thinking. One of the things that we've really in, well, we've instilled into all the kids, but really you, because um, you know, Alicia with her you know disabilities, it's been different with her. But with you going through junior high and high school and everything else, you're the guinea one pig. of the things that yep. we've really instilled into you is that you are the one to be the influencer. Right. You're going to be surrounded by so many kids, by so many different you know, you know um, ideas and ways and to live life and everything else. You are to be the influencer. Um, and so, but that translates so well over to gaming as well, to where... If, again, you being the influencer, if you're playing a game, and maybe it is rated T for teen, okay? Um, if you're playing games, though, and maybe they're okay on the surface level, maybe even okay, a couple th- playthroughs are okay. There's a difference between, and this goes the same for movies and books, and Sam, I know that you'll understand what I'm saying right when I say this. You can watch, play, read something, and enjoy it for what it is, and then move on, mm-hmm. or get so captivated by what that element is if it's killing if it's murder 
if it's if it's something that's sexual, if it's whatever it might be, there's something that catches you, and that's why you pursue that particular uh, game title or even media or genre because that's what draws you in. Yeah, and, and even, you even become on an emotional the, level too. On an emotional there's level, a, there's a feeling you get there, an emotion. You truly you, become you, a product yeah. of what you are taking in, and I think when you talk about kids and video games and the violence of video games and whatnot, it really has to come back to this: Are we? So let's say me and my kids are playing. I, I feel sad that I have yet to get one of my kids hooked on Street Fighter. It drives me crazy. None of my kids like fighting games, and I grew up on fighting games. Jane's like, okay, I'm done. But arms, they like arms. Um, it's because you always beat me. You're really good, <laughs> and so I just get bored. I will say I'm pretty good. <laughs> but no, but what I was going to say is if, if, if the draw to play let me use Street Fighter, for example, if the, if the draw to play Street Fighter with the kids was the the fact of they're competing with dad and competing with one another or competing against themselves to get better, that's fine. If the draw is seeing that jawbone break, seeing the blood gush out, seeing the back breaking or somebody yeah. tearing somebody up, if that becomes the draw, then it's wrong for the kid. Mm -hmm. So let's speak to that real quick because that brings up an interesting point. Um, sometimes when um, something, I don't know, Unexpected, big, um, surprising, you know, I'm, I'm picturing like a solid hit. There's just something about it that's like, oh, man, that was that was like so good. Or yeah. like. That's uh, why people, at least my age and my school, love football so much. Because you're there on the field hitting people. And getting hit, and it just like you said, it just gives you that feeling. Yeah, right. Uh, and and sometimes, and you see it where it's. I, I'm trying to think of a, an example where sometimes a good snipe. Right. There's just something about that moment that's just like, boom, and and you'll see it in a movie, and it's like, oh man, and there's something about that that's in that's enjoyable. But at that moment, though, so it begins with you. Right, it begins with you as a parent. And at that moment, you have to decide for yourself first of all, why am why? I enjoying it, and right. is this yeah. morally okay with how I live my life? Right, and then and, and, yeah, and that's exactly. and that's the deciding factor. Is it morally okay with why why am I enjoying why I'm enjoying this or whatever else? And if it's something that I feel I, I'm good with, and it's something that I think my 15 year old would be like, man, this guy is this is just a really cool movie, and there's some cool action shots, and he can appreciate for what it is versus getting a, a taste for hunger, or I'm sorry, a taste for murder. Uh, I was thinking about our dog, Allie, and this is true. Your dog has a taste for murder? <laughs> she has a taste for blood. And this is true, <laughs> for, this is true for any domesticated animal. Uh, any, I mean, it could, it could be dogs, it could be cats, I mean, any domesticated animal. Um, if they get, a, and this is tr really true for dogs, if they get a taste of actual, of, of actual blood, um, it changes them. It changes them because they're still animals um it, it actually and there's there's doc, doc, there's there's scientific documentation on this that it awakens instincts in them that have been lying dormant for hundreds if not thousands of years um and i i've seen it firsthand I'm growing up I'm just well i was gonna say i've seen a little careful i've seen heavy it gets yeah I, yeah I'll, I'll share details I, I i've seen firsthand growing up on a farm you know you know living on 40 acres surrounded by you know every type of animal you can imagine it was like Noah's Ark, <laughs> but, but where he was limited to two, my mom had like 10 of each animal. Um, and we had Shelties. Shelties are some of the most gentle kids or, or dogs to have around kids. 
great. It's like if, most people don't know what a Sheltie is, but they know what a Collie is. Think about Lassie. You know, yeah. Lassie's a Collie. Shelly, a Sheltie is a smaller version. It's smaller, smaller version. similar, <laughs> um, but very, very, uh, very, uh, uh, very well behaved around kids. Gentle, gentle temperament. Everything else would never bite. Would never, you know. Any, great dogs. Great dogs. Um, they don't. I mean, from birth till they get old. Great dogs. Um, but every once in a while, we would have one that would get out, also around some younger chicks and everything else, and they would, you know, they would kill one of the animals. Um, they did that once or twice. That dog was different. Um, still, I mean, I, we, I saw this so many times too. Yeah. Um, still, your dog still call you and come up to you and everything else. But there is a there is a just a wild streak in them now. Once they had a taste, they wanted more, and. I know we're talking about animals and we think we're more sophisticated as, as, as people. Well, you know, you put sugar in you, you're going to get fat. Um, you put, you know what I'm saying? You put protein in you, you're going to build muscle. Uh, it's just, it, it really is the reality. Whatever you put within yourself, you become, it's just natural. It's what you are. Whoever you hang around, you're going to become and everything else. So with the games, again, it goes back to in my mind with the games and the movies and the books and the comic books and everything else. What's the draw? And if the draw is something that goes against the mora- the morality that we live our lives, then that right there is the defining factor. That's wrong. Um, if my if my so so this goes against you know um, what a lot of you know Christians believe. And I've said on the show before, I'm a pastor and everything else. Um, we uh, we've let our kids watch Harry Potter and read the books. Mm-hmm. That goes against what I know the mainstream is for, and I'm not getting into that right here. Love but one of the things one of the things that was very critical for me before I let my kids you know read those books or watch the movies, I read them all first. And here's what made the critical difference for me: if my kids could read the books or watch the movies and enjoy them, because they're I think they're great books, and the movies are are fun to watch as well. They could read and watch them without getting drawn in yeah. and wanting to truly becoming a wizard. Now, kids, I mean, here's the thing. My kids walk around pretending they've got the force and they're throwing lightsabers and everything else, but they know it's not real. Right. They know it's not real. If those movies or any other movies begin to draw them towards that lifestyle or thinking this is what it was, I'm turning it off. Yeah. Because now I'm allowing something and it's changing their behavior of who they are versus who I am raising them up to be. Yeah, I th- and I think a huge part of that is is that idea of the the re- the realism or not realism, but being able to separate what's true yeah. and and what's not. Um, an example of it, and my kids they re- they start repeating it back to me now, so it's kind of funny. But when we watch the show Avatar, love that show. Uh, love it, love it, love it. And I know you guys aren't overrated. <laughs> no, it's okay. You have, no money, it's okay. you have no idea how many fans you just made angry by saying that. Because it is universally loved. But it's, we, it's we good. love, it's a good we love show. that show. And we started a thing with me and my kids where we watch it once a year. And they'll, they want to watch it more often than that. But I don't want to overwatch it. And I don't want them to overwatch it because it's a great show. But anyway, anytime and there's this, there's a, there's one specific episode where they talk about chakras and they get kind of for you know a lot deeper than than they normally do into the eastern religions and mysticism and things like that um and as they've gotten older i don't have to do it quite as much but i still as we're watching it i'll be like you know just remember this is a story this this isn't true things like that and because i want them to understand that there's a difference between reality and and um 
especially when it comes to spiritual things and right. more nebulous ideas, because you want them, we, you know, we know what we believe and I want to present that to them and not have them, you know, be going and thinking, Oh, chakras are a thing or, or maybe chakras or maybe there's spiritual energy. And for a kid, it, when it's wrapped up in that, it's such an exciting story and their imagination in is an age and they just receive. Yeah. yeah. It's, and then it, that's a double-edged sword because on one hand, that imagination is so much fun to, to enjoy those ideas, the force and things like that. But you don't want them to internalize that in a way that is not healthy for them. Right. So it is kind of a balancing act. Right. So, yeah, I think that's, that's good. So speaking on the whole, you know, um, y'all were talking about, you know, action movies or, you know, sniping, getting hit, stuff like that. And, you know, why you feel the joy or, you know, why you enjoy those moments. How do you think that translates to other things, like to music? Let's say, you know, you're listening to a song daily, right? Um, and there's some cuss words in it, right? But you really, really enjoy the song because of the musicality, because of, you know, the the voice, because of, you know, the guitars or the drums or whatever. How do you think that translates over to that? Are you asking permission to listen to some music? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's what asking. I'm hearing. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, hold on. no, no, no. I'm just curious to see what your view is on that. Well, I mean, to me, that goes right back to I, I can't say no to one thing and yes to the other because a PG movie. PG thirteen movie. We watch home we've watched Home Improvement how many times? I don't even know. Four? I don't know. Four or five times as a family. Uh it seems like with each kid we've watched it again. Caleb's already seen it all the way through once. Now we're watching all the way through with, yep. with, with Micah. Um and there are times where we're like, okay, that's not right, whatever else. Um and so for Caleb and Micah, it's absolutely no. And then for you, again, it goes with the older ages. It's like, what do what do I believe? that you are able to handle and realize this is okay, this is not okay, we're putting that away. It's like watching The Office right now. You know that there's content on there that's like, or behavior that is completely inappropriate. Right. Um, and you know and you know, know that as well. If I feel that you are going to be negatively influenced because of said episode or game or music, whatever, a song, um, then I need to, you know, for me, I'm going to either going to take you out of that or say, mm -hmm. hey, this right here is okay, but just know that these tones that they're like, they're, they're telling, you know, they're telling one story, but with five messages, just know that this message over here is completely against how we believe. Um, and if I know that you're good with that and you understand that and that yeah. doesn't affect you, I'm okay with that. That goes back to the whole um, Star Wars. Everybody knows that in Star Wars, well, I'm assuming everybody knows in Star Wars that George, George Lucas um, the whole thing with the force and everything else is heavily built upon his personal beliefs in the Eastern mysticism and everything else. He believes heavily into that. So it seems like I'm making a light example, but this is just as deep as a song with a, a you know, a word, a cuss word or two. Um, if Mike, if not you, but if Micah or Caleb are watching Star Wars and they're, and they started thinking there really is this force, I need to empty my mind and I need to try to hear what the force is saying to me. Okay, that's doing the exact same thing. I need to be involved to either know you're not watching that or let me be involved in watching with you and say, guys, y'all remember this is just pretend. This is just, you know, this isn't real or whatever right. else. Or we don't act that way or, or things like that. Um, it's not so much, again, about the one or two instances. It's just the overall part of that 
song, that game, that movie. Because even the songs, there, there are songs that um, mommy listens to that there's nothing wrong with those songs as a adult married woman, um, not even in language or anything. But the the story the or theme. the emotions yeah. that it might in, invoke, I'm like, I've told her, like, you do not need to be listening to that with Jaden in the car or Caleb or Micah, <laughs> yeah. all three of y'all. Yeah, and so, she's like, "Oh, I didn't think about that." Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. So what? And I what, think how do you, and kind of speaking to that a little bit too, the mediums are different. Music carries a power in a very specific way that movies or games don't, and vice versa. So while I think I think there there's something to be said for you may have a, a stronger or a higher standard for a different reason about music than you necessarily do about video games. Um, and so there's something about, for, you know, for my seven-year-old Eli, not so much now, but when he was younger, if he was allowed to listen to music with, with language in it that we don't, we don't use, then in to his young mind, he, he doesn't, he can't make that, uh, that, that, that distinction that, Oh, okay. I don't say that. Right. But I can sing the rest of the song. To him, it all flows as one. Right. And he's just naturally going to sing what he hears. Well, then it, yeah, can, so. cause then it comes back down to the whole thing of, is it, is it, and I, I don't want to open up a can of worms here, but is it the word that's bad or is it the heart behind it? Right. That's bad. Yeah. And because, I mean, it was hilarious. You know, uh, The Greatest Showman comes out and every yeah. kid is <laughs> listening to that soundtrack. Yeah. And what was that one song, Jay? Um, um, the two guys are singing together at the, the bar. bar. I think it's What's, called The Other Side or Other Side, something like that. And, and how did the lyrics go, that one part? Uh, I can't remember. Um, oh, dang. And so, but yeah. it, was, it was O and it was the other D word. Right. And what did Micah yeah. always say? Because <laughs> he thought it was something else. He said something funny. I don't remember. So Caleb heard remember. the word, but mm-hmm. he would automatically replace it with something else or skip it. And that was just how he, the way he's been brought up. He knew to change that word with something else. Yeah. But Micah heard a different word altogether, and it was just yeah. funny. But that shows that Micah, is, you know, he enjoyed the whole thing about the song and everything else, and it wasn't so much about the content that was in it right there in that thing. Uh, I, now, I will say this, though. It, I'm not saying that content doesn't matter. Content absolutely does matter. Right. Um, it could be something that is, you know, PG rated, but you know, a movie or a TV show or whatever else. But if so much of the content goes against what we believe as our, in our family and what we hold sacred and what we hold to truth and everything else, um, if I allow that into the home, then that is what we will start reproducing in our kids and everything else. And y'all know there are things we've been absolutely against and things we've had to turn off and things like that. So, yeah, you were going to say something, Jack? Yeah. So, you mentioned Eli. How do you, because I know Christopher really enjoys music and blasting his music. I know mm-hmm. I've been over there and he's just blasting it. <laughs> yeah. So I know he really enjoys that. So You have a teenager in your house? <laughs> how old is he now? He's 10. He's 10. 10 so, going on 16? Going on 13. So 13. what grade wow. is he in fifth? Yeah. He went into fifth. Right. So, you know, I, I know, you know, the kind of music that he likes because I've heard lots of it. Um. So how do y'all like, filter different music for him because i know being in fifth grade his friends listen to other stuff that isn't what yeah. he listens to right I, I, before you answer that i remember jay you're 15 i remember the first time um you got you 
all our kids have had iPhones since they were like one or two, but without service. You know, they used them for, you know, games and apps. Right. But you got your first real phone uh, with service. Uh, you were nine, nine or 10. Mm-hmm. I think you were nine. And I remember the first time at like 10, you weren't old. I think you were, I don't think you were 11 yet. You maybe were 11, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And we're our open phone policy and mommy's looking through your phone and she sees one of your friends using the F word like every other sentence. And she's like, oh, my baby. And it was, it was just. I didn't text. I texted people uh, when I was nine. Not nine. You're probably 11. You're probably 11. And, but she was just like. Yeah. And Well, you know, I think that's another thing that we parents a, really should be aware well, of. And we had to have a sit down with you and say, look, if your friend talk, you know, we don't talk this way. So if your friend's talking this way, you are not allowed to be texting with this friend. I mean, cause that is not allowed. Right. Again, this is where you become the influencer mm-hmm. and then you had to step in and I, there's, I know there's friends that you've kind of had to put outside of your life because it, because of the way they, the different choices values. they're making, different values. Right. And there's other friends who've changed how they act around you because they, they respect how you hold up your, right. your own life. So um, that got me thinking about the question you're asking him. So I'm sorry, go ahead and, Filtering music, Christopher, especially around his friends that are in, you know, influencing. Right. Um, so that's actually been um, somewhat of a um, somewhat of a struggle, I would say, because we've um, basically when it comes to his his iPhone, he he you know he does have Apple Music, and we um, he's only allowed to download a song that is approved, uh, unless it's you know. Or the general rule is if it's from a movie, something like that, where a movie they're allowed to watch, things like that, that they, they, he can put it on his phone. But yeah, if it's a song, if it's any 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 other song, he has to unless it's worship music. Again, mm-hmm. there's the kind of those there's the safe things where right. you can allow some freedom. But yeah, the the rule is that he's not allowed to to do a song without permission. And then there's been a couple times where we because we have a similar open phone policy, we don't um, you know we don't do that space or anything like that and there's been a song that or what? Two that that you don't are, do hold on you don't do that what the the privacy the as far as kids thinking they were not allowed to like hide what they have oh, gotcha 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 because we care about what they listen to we care about yes. what they watch um and so we absolutely do you know check up on them and there's been a couple times where there's been a song that maybe it's not a horrible song but the principle and the rule is that you need to, you need to ask. Yeah. And uh, one thing is I love about Apple music is so many of the songs. Now you can read through the lyrics mm. yes. and you know, I've there, I've told him, I was like, if you want to listen to a song, then you've got to bring it to me and I've got to read over it. And I don't necessarily do it right then and there um, because mm-hmm. I'm busy and things are going on in life. But, um, but yeah, so that's definitely, that's definitely a rule that you, you know, I know there's words. people who are listening to the show that are either thinking, you know, they're either agreeing with what we're saying or they're thinking y'all are just way too uptight and, you know, your kids are all going to run away from the house and, or you're, y'all are living in some back hole somewhere. <laughs> if you, you think know, I'm way too uptight, you should have met my parents. You should have met my parents. You should have met my parents. Um, you know, it, 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 I just can't come get away from the simple fact that it comes back to living life with your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, with what they're watching, what they're listening to, what they're reading, what I mean, what they're into, what they're playing, knowing um, what they're into, but but not just by their own decisions, but establishing a pattern and establishing a morality beforehand that they understand, they're raised in, that they adopt as their own, um, and then they begin to eventually walk into on their own and everything else. I mean, 
Uh, Jaden's learning to play. Uh, he just learned to play a song on the guitar the other day. Um, I can't remember what's the name of that song. Uh, it's called "Best Part" by Daniel Caesar. Right, and so and it's a love song. And so part of you know, part of me goes, "Oh, <laughs> I don't want my fifteen-year-old playing a love song." <laughs> <laughs> um, and there, there's not, there's there's not a single bad word. There's nothing bad in it. Um, but there is one one line in there that talks about how I think like tonight we will blank. And it, it, it's not a, you know, I, I don't want to say the phrase for young right. kids that are listening. Right. And it's not a bad word or anything. It's just a phrase that it means to. And I remember, you know, just knowing the lyrics, I'm going, oh, my 15-year-old's <laughs> playing this song. And I'm like, I'm okay with this. I'm, I'm not okay. No, I am okay <laughs> with this. He knows what's right and what's wrong. He knows. Right. I'm okay. And I'm okay with this. I'm okay. But that was more of the, the you know, the dad and me that's saying my, my, 15 year old who I still feel like is six or seven, you know, my baby, yeah. he's yes. getting older, but he's making, you know, the right choices. And so I think, what were you going to say? Yeah. I think, um, see, it all connects. Um, the whole, you know, being a parent, being involved with your kids. And like you said, you know, checking the lyrics and especially as a kid, knowing that your parents are doing that and watching your parents do that and seeing, uh, different words, different things that they're saying, no, this is what we don't do. This is, you know, this is not okay. You can't listen to this for this reason. You can't watch this for this reason. As, you know, as you get older as a kid, I know now, um, you know, I'm, you mentioned I'm 15, and there's songs that I won't listen to just because uh, values, like we mentioned before, because I know, you know, different influences that different things have. And so there's certain songs that I will purposefully not listen to because I know that if I listen to them enough, then, you know, that, like you said, what you put into yourself is what shows. So as you get older, having those values really, really comes down or draws back to your parents and how your parents, you know, raised you, you know, what values they put into you what they showed you, you know, the different restrictions that they held for you and why they held them and explaining why they held them. I think that's all really important. And it all just leads into everything else. Everything else, about. right. Yeah. So I know we're kind of getting close to wrapping up. Um, if, if you're okay with there. So I was just going to ask you, do you have any other questions on this? Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, I was, I, I don't, I would just uh, kind of a more fun top, you know, thing to maybe mention when it comes to this topic of, um, you know, gaming with kids and stuff. Um, the idea of as kids get older, uh, how they get better than you at playing certain <laughs> games. And I, I don't know, because I, I have several stories in regards to mm -hmm. that. I'm curious to know if you have. So, so, so mm -hmm. you down, <laughs> Smash Bros. So, um, I was going to say to end this on a lighter note. I wanted to, I want to hit some of these questions that we didn't get to get to on. Uh, the last episode and so or part one of this i'm not sure how i'm going to label this i think i think this will just be we did episode 38 this will be episode 39 but it'll be a part two so um so yeah let's talk a little bit about the lighter side of gaming now and so um we've talked a lot about about how the importance of being involved in your kid's life and what they're doing yeah. what they're consuming but also just spending that time with them it's not i'm not not over here preaching saying you've got to be looking over the shoulder at everything that they're doing. Yeah. No, you be involved yeah, in everything exactly. that they're doing. So Develop on that, one of the questions I had on here was uh, what does, 
you know, gaming look like in your family? Like, are, what is what does it look like? Are there any traditions or habits that y'all do? And let me just give you an example. Um, when we go out of town, we bring, well, we bring all of our switches now. <laughs> it used to be, I'd bring my one switch. We bring all our switches, but I also bring a dock and everything else so we can hook it up to the TV where we're going to be staying. Play Mario all, Party or something, yeah. Play Mario Party, play Mario Kart. But we also bring, you know, board games. We'll bring, you know, uh, card games and everything else because we like to game as a family. Um, and so, Sam, I'm kind of just curious, what does that look like for your own family? Do y'all do y'all game outside of the house? Um, I love board games. Absolutely love board games. Um, Maybe he I'm can learn how to play to, that game over there. <laughs> I'm trying to get my family a little bit more involved in family games, and there's just something about that that's super special to me, like playing, playing, enjoying, and enjoying family games together. Um, so we, you know, we have life, and we have um, sequence, and you know, fun little games. It's still a little bit. For my kids, not 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 too hard for them to understand because they they get the concept and they have they, you know they enjoy it. But some of the games that you know, they just they don't really see the the fun in. Um, but I'm still working on it. We're gonna have fun. <laughs> you're gonna have. Fun. <laughs> We're gonna. You're gonna play and you're gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's definitely something I want to continue cultivating is that playing board games and things like that. Cause those, to me, those times are so much fun. They're so special. They're just, you know, lots of fun to, to well, enjoy. Well, one of the things that uh, Jaden likes is that, you know, nowadays you can get almost any board game or card game in a, in a digital format. And so Melissa and I, we have several games that we love to play Carcassonne, Settlers of Catan, Ticket to Ride, games like that, you know, some of these more in-depth board games. And we'll play them on our iPads because it's so much easier to play, you know, to go sit at a coffee shop and play, you know, a game as deep as Settlers of Catan on an iPad. You don't have a 20-minute setup and a 20-minute, you know, tear back, tear down. And um, while you like some of those games, Jay, you always prefer the actual yeah. physical game yeah, well, versus the digital. To me, part of the fun is taking 20 minutes to get all the tiles out and piece together the whole perimeter and yeah. get all the stuff out and pass the dice around or pass the pieces around, pass the cards around. Um, it's just more fun to me than pressing done on an iPad and then just going to the next person. And to me, one of the things that really instills is the importance of social gaming with your family rather than just loan gaming. Um, none of our kids have ever had a TV um, in their room with a video game console, and that's the only place it's ever been. I mean, Jaden had it has a TV and he's had a console in his in his room before, but it was more of a secondary, older console that he could play with friends if he wanted to. Our consoles have always been in the family room. Um, that way, my kids aren't isolated in their own bedrooms playing yeah. games. Um, and one of the things we and we've done that on purpose. Uh, and one of the things I like about the Switch so much is that we can all sit in one room and play, or we can go to Starbucks and sit and play, or well, pre-COVID anyway, yeah. and go play together. Um, darn that COVID messing up my gameplay, <laughs> but. Um, one of the, you know to answer one of your questions earlier about games that that are now surpassing us. Um, I like the fact that I can introduce my kids to Mario Kart or Arms or some of these multiplayer fun you know games by Nintendo, which Nintendo to me is still the best gaming publisher out there for family games. Um, I love the fact that Jaden wins ninety nine percent of the time on Mario Kart. I don't know how he got so good or how I got so bad because I know I'm not that bad. Um, at Smash Brothers, it's one of those things to where, you know, Caleb can button smash, you know, uh, with, uh, my mind just drew a blank. Wait, uh, uh, 
PK fire. PK, PK fire. PK fire. PK fire. I'll PK fire you in the face what is anyway. It, that's, that's, that's easy. Yes. Right <laughs> I'm just like, dude, kills it already. Yeah. But um, you know they're bringing. Uh, side note, they're bringing. Uh, what's his face? Um, Alex or what's his name? Steve. No. Steve. Oh yeah. Minecraft characters. Oh, the, the, if you haven't watched the video, watch the video. He looks amazing. Yeah. Like, we thought boring, boring, yeah. cool. Anyway, but playing those kind of games together as a family is a lot of fun. Playing Mario Kart um, that goes with all ages. Playing, you know, Smash Brothers with all ages. Uh, Mario Party is a, is a fun one we like to do because we can pick up different teams and everything else. That's just because so. we always win. Yeah, Jay and I can't be on the same team because if we are, we then it's, dominate. Then it's Marjorie Mario and Party. Caleb, and they, 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 right. yeah, they don't just lose. Well, they're did. like dust under our feet it's pretty bad i mean it's i mean it's that bad <laughs> you do know you're boasting about a nine-year-old and a five no what right? i'm saying no no my wife and caleb versus me and Jaden. we just it, it ends up being something like seven to like 45 or something yeah. dumb but we but we like to play those family games so what is there any traditions like that i know you said board games you're trying to get your family more into but um do you have like a family game night do you have games that you like to play on a regular basis uh, no, not not really an official family game night. We'll do, you know, every once in a while, when it's been a while, I'll be like, you know what, we need to do a family game. Or, you know, if my wife and I are talking about, you know what, let's, let's spend some time as a family. We, you know, we'll try to, we'll play Mario Party or something like that. I've been trying to get, you know, a little bit more into the, you know, I'll play Fortnite with the boys. They, you know, they, they asked me to play quite a bit and I, I don't necessarily play with them all the time, but every once in a while, because I know they like it, even though it's not my favorite game, I definitely try to take that time to. Uh, enjoy it with them um but they they do like i've been tr- i've been doing a little bit more practicing in smash brothers um <laughs> so i can kind of enjoy that with them as well one of the reasons i i haven't is because i get my butt kicked so badly by them in the in the switch version so i've been trying to get a little bit better so that there can be a little bit more you know, competition there yeah um, I'm sorry, I was looking something up here because uh, we're talking about family games and I can't find it. Um, I, I, if I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, just as we get ready to close this, this not only this segment, but this episode in itself. Um, Sam, what are some of the like top two or top three games, whether it be like tabletop games, you know, console games, digital games, whatever, um, that y'all like to play as a family? Uh, Fortnite. With the boys, um, that's the big one they like to play. They try to uh, try to get me in Minecraft. I haven't really. I just can't get into that game. Can't uh, get into play, that game. Uh, as far as board games go. Wait, wait, wait. back. The, what, what are you talking about? Y'all used to play Minecraft. We played back in the alpha stages. <laughs> it's Minecraft yeah, but still. Was, we've only played. Mi- we've actually only played Minecraft together one time in our, in our entire lives. You and me. Yeah. One time. It was the one time we tried. And to we build stayed that up giant, all night long. Giant pyramid. <laughs> That right. was like zero point. We didn't try. We did. Yeah, but there was like zero point. We didn't do anything inside <laughs> it. We were just like, hey, let's build something really big. Oh, I know. Let's do a pyramid. <laughs> Anywho. But, um, so uh, as far as board games go, um, we play sequence a lot. Well, not a lot, but we, you know, that's one of the ones we will typically play as a family. Uno, that's another one um, that we'll do together as a family. Yeah. Uh, Smash Brothers, you know, I've tried, been trying to play that a little bit more. Um, that's my goal to, to to do that, and then probably Mario Party is the one over over time that we kind of fall back to. So yeah, I was gonna say Amazon. You know, we we talked about it, I think it was last week or the week before. 
rarely do first party Nintendo games go on sale, but Amazon's putting still oh, yeah. has a big sell going on for a lot of first party Nintendo titles, including Splatoon 2, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, U Deluxe, uh, Mario Party, Mario Tennis, and there's more that are all $20 off. So you get a $60 game for 40 bucks, which is a great deal because Nintendo's games never go on sale, not, not the first party. So anyway, um, well, cool. Any other comments, Jay, you want to throw in here? Um, deep theologian you? you you've gone deep tonight what does that mean you've just gone deep oh okay um well no i'm done i'm good all right sam anything else you got uh just one quick thing is you know talking about what early especially early on we were talking about you know what our parents allow versus what we allow um and I, as I, as I'm a parent now and as I get a little bit older I, I still there's still some of my parents ways that creep they in creep back in <laughs> and yeah. you know when i relate to my kids and one of the one of the biggest ones that i see that is is video games are a lot of fun but it's still there's like i still make it a point to have my kids like read like read physical books too because they'll ask to do it on their chromebooks and things like that and i'll let them do that sometimes but there's just you can't replace the importance of reading and i think that the a negative thing that video game too much in the videos can do is that i think in in some ways it does um this is gonna be my mom talking through me but <laughs> stifle the imagination a little bit in that i think video games they they think for you they imagine for yeah. you and and that's a lot of fun there's nothing wrong with that but there's just it's it's also very important to to read the books to to you know play in the woods, play in the yard, play in the room. And so, of course, we have my kids do that too, and, and they're great at both video games and doing other things as well. Well, with COVID and everything else going balanced. on right now, my kids are going outside and just running around in circles being crazy. So it's, yeah, it is are. what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You know what? Um, I, I do want to end this on, on, on a... On one note, because we uh, we haven't actually talked about any other games, and so I do want to throw in just a quick indie corner before we end this, because we didn't do it last week, and might as well do it right here. So, um, if nothing else, it gives you two new games to buy. <laughs> Sam, you're supposed to dance when that music goes on. That's all right. All right. So there's two games that I just want to throw out there to you guys real fast. The first one is called Trine Enchanted Edition. It's normally $14.99. And right now you can pick it up for $4.49. Or as my brother liked to put it, that's 449 pennies. So that's not too that's not too bad right there. Um, it's rated E, 10, and up. Um, it's, a, it's a good game. I'm going to read right here from just their official site because uh, it, they do better than what I say here. So Trine Enchanted Edition is the origin story for three unlikely heroes of Trine. Um, Spellbound by the magical object Trine, the heroes must join forces to overcome obstacles and puzzles in a fully interactive, physics-based world, uh, battle the undead and their minions, and restore balance to the kingdom. This is a really cool uh, 2D side-scrolling game that looks gorgeous, and it's an indie game, and it looks gorgeous. You can do multiplayer up to three people total, and you're using each one of the three people have a different magical ability, and they gain new abilities as you play. And you use the magical abilities to move objects out of the way to get to the end of the level. Um, and so it's a great co-op game. And it's not a co-op game like Overcooked where it's mad crazy and you're getting angry and games like that. Um, and it's not competitive. It's a joined co-op game where you're working to the same goal. So it's a great game for families and everything else. Again, rated 10 and up. 15 bucks. Get it for $5 right now. Um, most sites rate this game high, like 
you know, eight high eights or even nines. So it's a great game. Again, that's trying Enchanted Edition. Pick it up. And then another one that we have talked about on the show before is Blossom Tells the Sleeping King. Um, this game is normally 15 bucks. You can get it on sale right now for $7.49. And um, this game is a favorite of mine. Uh, I've stated on the show before that I'm a huge Zelda fan. Uh, uh, the SNES version, um, A Link to the Past, one of my all-time favorite Zelda games. This game is a complete rip-off of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay to say that because they say that themselves. And so, uh, Sam, have you ever heard of this game or seen this game? No, don't All right, so. let me just show you a couple pictures right here. You can, you can look at it while I am uh, finished talking about it. And so, this is Zelda, you know, <laughs> a link, a link uh, to the past uh, from the SNES. But, I mean, it's not. It's just it's cloned after yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, looking I can just some of the, the, the screenshots yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, it's a great it's like... game. It's normally $14.99. You pick it up for $7.49 right now. Uh, it's only on Nintendo Switch and Steam. But this is one of those games you can beat in just a few hours. If you're looking for a game that you're trying to get your kids into back when you were playing the 16-bit era and they're just like, they're not picking up that old controller and they're not picking just that old game up. Those um, old controllers are ugly. I don't blame them for not You know, you up. need to shut your mouth. They're That's ugly not acceptable. and uncomfortable. I need more involved in his life when it comes to controllers. Um, <laughs> no, Blossom yeah. Tells the Sleeping King is a... Great game, so much fun. There's jokes in it. It's like playing Zelda from days old, but with a fresh coat of paint. Um, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's 15 plus hours of gameplay for five dollars. It's worth your money, and so definitely go check that out. Cool. All right, guys, do what? I said cool, cool. That is going to wrap up the show. Remind, remind you again. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, trying to do two shows back to back here. Follow us on Twitter at Dad's GC or follow us on Facebook.com slash Dad's Gaming Corner. Again, send in your emails, your thoughts, your questions on this episode or any other episode at Hey Dad at Dad's Gaming Corner.com. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And help us by spreading the word. It helps us out a whole lot. Again, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Jaden, thank you as always for just coming on and doing the show with me. Yeah, This is my thing that I like to do with you. Everyone else out there, game as a family, be involved, have lots of fun. We'll talk to you all next week.